We completed the entire Krach, Yudzai, in the 17th volume of Lukutasichis, and now we continue with the 18th volume, Krach Yudches. Today we are learning the second Shvuah Sicha, a very, very Gishmake, beautiful Sicha, explaining the connection of Meshe Rabbeinu, David Amelach, and the Baal Shem Tev, as they connect to Shvuas and as they, as they connect to each and every one of us. It's been discussed a number of times that with the time of Shvuas are connected the following. Aleph, Meshe Rabbeinu. Number one, Meshe Rabbeinu, who is the one who delivered the Torah on the day of Shavuos. Based David HaMelech, was David Meis Ba'atzeres. David HaMelech, who passed away on Shavuos. On Gimel, der Baal Shem was Eich Zainis Talkas, given Shavuos. The Baal Shem who also, his day of his passing was on Shavuos. There is a vart that is said that, Yom Revi, Shenitlu Boi HaMeorais. It was the 14th, the 4th day that the uh, the luminaries were hung in the heavens. And then it is also read, Shenitlu with a tess, the day that the luminaries were taken from us. And from this it was learned that it was on a Wednesday that the, was the Petira of the Baal Shem Tev. And in the year Tav Kuf Chav, which is uh, 1720, 1760, which is the year of the Petira of the Baal Shem Tev, Wednesday was the first day of Shavuos. And since everything is precise, everything is controlled by the Abishter, especially when you're talking about events that are connected with Yidin in general, and the leaders and the greats of Yidin in specific, is move on as Aleph, number one, we understand that there must be a common theme between each of these three, Moshe Rabbeinu, David Malach, and the Baal which is why they are all connected to the same day of Shavuot. And it also must be that this common theme is also connected to the day that brings them all together. There must be a connection between all of them and the day of Shavuot. Rebbe points out in Haara 5, the Medrash says that Moshe brought the Torah that has five Chumashim. Dov the Melach gave the, uh, uh, wrote the Tehillim, which has five Svarim. And the Baal Shem Tev is also connected to this because the Baal Shem Tev was Megala. He revealed the Yechida, the fifth and highest level of Torah. And through that, illuminated all five levels, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, Yechida, which is, within, which is in Torah. And therefore also the Baal Shem Tev, it has the number five in what he brought to this world. So we see already a connection between Moshe, David, and the Baal Shem Tev. But there must be something connected with the Toich and Ikri, with the primary theme of Shavuos, as it connects to these three greats uh, and these three Nesim. At the same time, there must also be something unique about each of these three. Within this theme that there are all that, that that connects all of them, there must be something unique about each of them. That each of them, as the Shas often uses the term, is necessary. If they both, if two or three of them were expressing the exact same idea, then we don't need it twice. 
But the fact that we need each, all three of them is because on the one hand they are connected, but on the other hand, each of them represents a unique concept that the other does not, and therefore each, all three of them are needed. Siv base. What do we find is something, a common theme between the, the three, David Each of them were not just a leader and a king in, amongst Yidin, nor in them Gufa Arishan. Each of them were a first, a pioneer in them Sug for Malucha Unasias in their version of leadership and kingship. Moshe Rabbeinu was granted Ersten Nasi of all Yidden. Moshe Rabbeinu was the first Nasi of all Yidden. And the Rebbe brings in the other seven from Tanya that in every day there are Nitzutzim, there are sparks of Moshe Rabbeinu that are enclosed in the leaders of that generation. So Moshe was the first of every Rebbe that was to come after him. And especially according to the Psak of the Ramam, the Moshe was not just a Rabbeinu and not just a Nasi, but he was a Melech. Is Moshe Rabbeinu given that Erster Melech Mamidish Falk? So Moshe, so there were many there were many kings that came after Moshe, but Moshe is the first king of Klal Yisrael. David is given the Reish Verisha from Alchas Beis David. David was the first king of the dynasty of King David of, of David the Melech. Once David was anointed, he merited the crown of kingship. For him and for his progeny. And the Melucha kingship will never be taken away from the offspring of David Amalek. So David Amalek started a new dynasty of kingship that stays with him all the way till Biasa Mashiach. And the is given the erster from the and the Balshemtiv was the first of the Rebbes of Chasidus. And interestingly, in order ten, the Rebbe brings a sikhah from the Friedrich Rebbe, where the Rebbe, where he says, Melech Adir, the, the the loftiness, the greatness of the most powerful king who kiloi neged diremimus from the Rebbe Nabalshemtiv is like nothing compared to the greatness of the Balshemtiv. So we see the, 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 the expression of Melech. The Balshemtiv was the first Nasi. And there's also within that, there's the concept of Melech as, as referenced in the Sicha that, that uh, the greatness of the Balshemtiv is beyond the greatness of the greatest king. And if this is the common thing amongst them, that they were each kings and leaders that began something new, then we understand how this all connects to Matan Teira. Amongst the, the major things that were introduced at Matan Teira is given was yeder id is given a tale from Amlechas Kayanim Sodim. Every Yid became part of a, literally it translates a kingdom of priests. But Rashi Taich's Sodom, they all became royal officers. All Yidin became royal officers. And the ability to carry this out into, the, into reality, into a revealed way in every Yid. So every Yid takes it from the Nisim in that door, as we're going to explain in the Sicha. So, Bikitzer, 
so far, Moshe, David, and the Baal are connected because they were all Melachim and Nesim, kings and leaders, and each of them were a pioneer in their own in their own category, and this connects to Shvuas because Shvuas every year became a, a, a part of the royal family, and therefore it is connected and is connected to each of these Melachim or Nesim who facilitate the ability in every Yid to express their royalty. In Sif Gimel, the Rebbe is going to explain the connection between Mamlechah's Kayan and Matan Teira. In other words, we know that it happened uh, uh, at Matan Teira. Or, or it was said by the Ebishter at Bey Sivan, but it, it happened at the Maimid of Matan Teira. But what's the connection between the fact that the Ebishter gave the Teira and the fact that Yidin became royalty? The connection between the idea of Yidin being royalty. We'll understand that by first explaining what does it mean, kingship, royalty. The main theme of royalty is to be exalted, to be above, removed. The king who is higher and aloof. From the rest of the people. So much so that he's not allowed to lower himself to do menial labor with the common folk. We have to uh, present him, we have to provide him with all of his needs and with great abundance. As the Pasik says, the king should be seen in all of his glory, in all of his beauty. And nobody and no thing within the kingdom can stop the king from fulfilling, from implementing his will. As we find, Chazal tell us, number one, that a king could break down a wall, break down a barrier, and no one is allowed to stop him. Or Omar Malchusa, Chulu, Akartura, that if the king says to take down a mountain, to uproot a mountain, we listen. And we and, and and the king the word of the king is the word. So ki kingdom kingship rep royalty represents the fact that the king is above and in a sense removed from the people. And similar to this, Matan Teira accomplished for every yid. Through Matan Teira became you uplifted us. Yidin were uplifted. We're elevated ab above the rest of the nations. So much so that a yid is higher than the world. Is not beholden to the rules of nature. In other words, when yidin fulfilled the will of Hashem, they follow Teiru Mitzvahs completely, properly. Not only do they receive all of their necessities, and with abundance, but more than that, they don't need to plow, they don't need to plant, they don't need to do anything. Their work is done by others, which is the idea of a melech. That the, wor that the worldly matters get done for them, they're provided with their needs, and they have to do nothing. So this is the general concept, that a yid became a melech over the world. 
Well, how do you uh, uh, zero the, zoom in on this in the person's individual life? When it comes to fulfilling something, a matter of Tero Mitzvahs, a Yid should conduct himself like he's a king. A Yid should involve himself, dedicate himself to the mitzvah as if he has no other jobs, no other tasks or concerns. Just like somebody whose needs are being provided with abundance, so too a Yid should know that everything is being provided for him, and therefore it shouldn't distract him to do Teiru Mitzvahs in the most beautiful, most perfect way. No practical, natural calculation should hold him back, should stop him from doing a mitzvah. Because when it comes to the matters of Teiru Mitzvahs, the Ayid is the boss. There's an expression in English like a boss. A yid does Teiru Mitzvahs like he's the boss, the king of the world. Not that he has to figure out how to do it because Teva, because nature is telling him that he's busy with other things. That's the Maimar Chazal. He didn't do the will of Hashem. Their work is being done for them. So everything that a yid needs is being done for him. And therefore he could engage in Teiru Mitzvahs like a king. When a yid gets through, and when a yid approaches the fulfillment of Teiru Mitzvahs with this attitude of Mamlechas Kehanim, with this attribute, he doesn't have to battle against his Yitzhara, with other distractions, it comes peacefully. He rises above the world around him, knowing that he's VIP. Knowing that he is part of the royal family. So to begin with, there are, nothing, there are no distractions. So this is the Keshet Matan Teda. The Abishter gave us the Teda. And the Abishter gave us the ability to rise above the world. And to do our job in Teda Mitzvahs as if there's no world. As if there's no distractions. Without making calculations of... Parnosa and other things that seem to pull me away from Teiru Mitzvahs. The question might be, how practical is this? Sif Dalit. Eid ken da chaber frek, and Eid's going to ask. Bishnah, and Tzedat Zefek, and Zemfini Misa Neshama, if you're talking about the Neshama and the essence of the neshama was his hechef when he slaps us in goof which is beyond being enclosed in a physical body it's understood that nothing in the physical world can distract or confuse him in the in his connection with in his bond with hashem through fulfilling the will of hashem which are the mitzvahs of the king of the world his neshama is in a different place What's going on in the world be, and below doesn't doesn't affect him. However, but if you're talking about the neshama as it is enclosed in the body, who knows what it is involved with the worldly matters. Which limit him and distract him. How could you demand of him? How can he rise above this? Engagement, this immersion into the physical world, umitanemis, and in a genuine way. 
is the Renfer of them? And this is the answer. As yet in Dor, and in Dor Nisi Yisrael, in every generation there are Nisi Yisrael Rebbez, but they have been in Zichti Tchunas for Malchus and Nisi which have the attributes of kingship. Of royalty and of leadership, and they give in yadir idin dem keyach a reisur from bazich begolu. Al kolponim ame ain from the tchunu from melachas keyanim. They give each yadir keyach that he should bring out within them. They should bring out within themselves, in a revealed way, at least something, a part of this this attitude, this approach of Amlechas Kayanim, that even though he's in this world and he has to engage in this world and worldly matters, nevertheless. He is able, when it comes to Teiru Mitzvahs, he is able to rise above this world and fulfill Teiru Mitzvahs like a king. So that is the role of, of Meisha Davin the Boshemtim and the Nisi Yistol Shebecholder. And in Sifei, the Rebbe is going to continue to explain more in detail how do Meisha and David and the Boshemtiv, how do they uh, uh, boost the Yid's ability to engage and to conduct himself as a Melech. In other words, until this point, we explained that, that every Yid is a Melech, and a Melech means that, he, that, that, that he's the Balabas of the world, and if someone's going to ask a question, if I have to engage in the world, how do I rise above the world? The answer is through uh, a connecting with the Nisi Yisrael who, who imbue the Yid with the power to rise above the world and to be a king. And in Sifei, the Rebbe is going to talk about Meisha, David, and the Baal Shem Tev. Since Meisha and David and the Baal Shem Tev were each of them, they were a Nasi and a Melech. Therefore, we find by Meisha, David, and the Baal in addition to the fact that they had physical wealth, material wealth, I should say, material wealth and abundance. For example, he references in the Ara 20 star, Meshad Abbeinu, he sends it to Ara 36. Or over there it says, number one, there's a Gemara that says that with the Mon came uh, diamonds and precious stones. Also by Biza Sayam, with the loot that came from the from Kriyas Yamsuf, the Yidden became very wealthy. In addition to that, Moshe himself was wealthy from the Pseltan Sheluchais, from the leftover sapphire that was used to make the second Luchais. David Amelech, there's a reference to Divri Ayamim, where it says over there that David had a lot of gold and silver, which he used to, to, to donate to the Beis Amigdash. And the Baal Shem Tev, we know many stories of the Baal Shem Tev, where it, where it speaks of the Baal Shem Tev and how he conducted himself with great wealth. But in addition to that, all that, and the Baal Shem Tev had rulership, control, dominion over the, the world of nature. They conducted themselves in a way that's beyond nature, super uh, above nature. First of all, the Gantz and Agav was Meishvin and Gefird Yidden in Mitzrayim on Midbar. Is going to be finished. Meishvin leading the Yidden in Mitzrayim with 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 the Makis and with Yitzias Mitzrayim and the Yidden in the Midbar and the Mon. Everything that was going on was miraculous. Also, David the Malach experienced many wonders and miracles. We've seen many of the tefillahs and the praises in Sefer Tehillim as David the Malach is thanking Hashem for many, many miracles that Hashem made for him. 
And of course, by the Baal Shem Tev, there was, it was filled with miracles and wonders. As it is well known, the stories of the Baal Shem Tev and his disciples. So on much so that today it's become a very common expression to, to refer, even, even at, uh, for, from common folk, to refer to a amazing story as a Balshem story, a Balshemtiv story. Because the Balshemtiv is, is, is synonymous with incredible miracles. So we see that in addition to the fact that they had great wealth, they also were not confined to the, to the, to the natural world and they conducted their lives above nature. Is von and from them, they were able to, to, to give over, to transmit, and to reveal to every Yid the idea of Melech, of being above the world. So in the they, they stood out, so to speak, in this, in, this, uh, 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 in this idea. And then they give it over, they transmit it, and they reveal it by every single Yid. So therefore, we already have established on one level the connection between Meshach, David, and the Baal Shem Tev, that they were all Nesim and they were all Melachim, and the connection to Shavuos, because on Shavuos every Yid becomes a Melech. Through Matan every Yid becomes a Balabas, a king over the world. And if a person is struggling to feel like a king and to do Teir Mitzvahs like a king, then they could turn to Meshach Rabbeinu, to David the Melech, and to the Baal Shem Tev, who, who are a king on a whole other level, that they can give the Yid, the Kayach, to be a king as well. In Sivav, the Rebbe is going to begin to talk about Moshe, David, and the Baal Tev as individuals. Till now we were talking about them, the common theme that connects them, that they were all kings. But we said in the beginning of the Sicha that if they're all kings, then you don't need three of them. The fact that there were three different ones at three different times, it must be that each one has its own unique quality that is different than the others. And in Sivav, the Rebbe is going to begin to explain this idea. So now to understand the unique element that each of them, Moshe, David, and the Baal contribute to the Yidden. So the first thing we have to introduce is that the revelation of Matan Teda had within it three separate elements. The actual revelation that took place on Har Sinai at Matan Teda. It was totally beyond this world. It affected nature. Nature shut down. People who were, who were ill became healthy. Uh, the, the birds didn't chirp. And the, uh, the animals didn't make the sounds that animals make. The world was silent. And nature stopped from Atentata. But it was temporary. It was in the moment. It was a, an incredible revelation that overwhelmed nature. And in that moment, there was nothing else but the revelation. Base, the second element, is the Welt. What was the impact of this incredible revelation? That even after the Abishta returned back to heaven, this, this intense revelation came to an end. But it affected the world 
that the nature of world became the nature of the world became more refined. As mikan ulehabos was ein gringer in irtsu megalas and anerer leki. That from that point and forward, it became easier to reveal godliness into this world. So you have the moment of matnatera, which is this incredible revelation. Then that, that revelation stops, but it had an impact on after matnatera. That from that point and forward, it becomes easier. It's more refined to bring godliness into this world. But Gimel, the third element is their tachlis matnatera. What's the ultimate goal of it all? As alzayin der chibur elyim v'tachten to fuse together the above and the below. Or the belashn atanya to quote the tanya machin von elim asa gashmi atachten shein tachten lematam imenu adir leizbaruch to transform the lowest of all worlds into a dwelling place for Hashem. Just says as oichin dem helim ha'elim. And even in the concealed concealment of world of the world, we cannot see any godliness. To quote the Tanya, a double and a triple darkness. which is full of negative energy. they are contrary to godliness. They say it's just me and nothing exists besides me. They're so egotistical that they, they ignore the existence of anything else and certainly the existence of Hashem. Even there, you should be able to bring down, to carry down the light of Matantera into the dark, darkest and, and, and furthest parts of the physical world. So this is our, our, our introduction. That Martin Taylor had three elements. The actual moment of the the revelation on our Sinai, the impact of that revelation, that the world became more refined, and the purpose and ultimate goal of that revelation to fuse together the spiritual and the physical. In Siv Zion, the Rebbe is going to say that this is not just during Martin Taylor, but this can also be seen in three time periods in Jewish history. These three ideas, these three elements of the Etzimai is Galus. The Toitzah, the outcome of it, the, 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 the impact of it, and the goal of it can be seen, are expressed in three time periods in Am Yisrael, in Jewish history. It's man from Deir Amidbar. In the number one, in the time of the Deir Amidbar, the, the, the 40 years that the Yidin spent in the desert. In their sight, when Yidin zayin given alad masam, in the time when Yidin were in Eretz Yisrael on their holy soil, which is from uh, when the Yidin entered into Eretz Yisrael until the Churban Beis Hamikdash, when in the Zman Agalos, and in the time of Golos, that's the third time period. And the Rebbe explains the Yidin from Deir Hamidbar, some makabel given the Torah neshamah is begufim. The Yidin who were in the generation of the Midbar, who received the Torah while they were enclosed in a physical body. It remained with them. This revelation, some of it remained with them. The impact of it remained with them. They remained in the Midbar. When they were totally removed from the, world, from the physical world. And in a state of, of supernatural uh, 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 um, living. In all, their, in, in, in all of their aspects. So that way they were able to be totally dedicated and, and, and immersed 
in the learning of Teda. was only given to the, those who were eating the man. In other words, those who were eating the man were on such a spiritual level that they were able to ta- actually receive the Teda. That was one era, one time period. In the Midbar, the Yidden were under the effect of receiving the Teda. They had no idea how to engage the physical world. They, they, they lived a supernatural life and they were totally removed from the physical world. Then you had the next time period, in Eretz Yisrael, the Yidden already went into a land that had to be settled. In a lifestyle that was according to nature. On the other hand, is the Eibishter's providence, the Eibishter's supervision and involvement in what's going on over there is in a revealed way. The Abish is constantly looking after it. And his eyes are upon it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. The, meaning the Abish's presence is very, very felt in Eretz Yisrael. Even when you're working the land. So which you have to plant and then harvest. And there's and the seasons do not rest. They continue, they continually operate. Is but nevertheless, the, the, the rain, the, 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 the earth, it lives off of the rain. In the places where there's rivers and 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 lakes, etc. So the, the land can be irrigated by the natural bodies of water. But in Eretz Yisrael, they are fully dependent on rain. And, and therefore they know constantly that they're dependent on the Ebishter. As the Ebishter is there, they know that the Ebishter is the one who, who sustains and feeds everyone. But the basement chlor, as the Isaskis, Bukhalash Tasa, is merinit, vimachin akli, uftsunamin, derubirachashim, lakachavas kumilamaila. And it's clear to anybody that everything, all the involvement that they have with what they're supposed to do, as Titus says, that, that you should do what you can, this is only to make a vessel to receive the Ebishter's bracha. But if a person is is in Eretz Yisrael, even if he's engaging in working the land, he knows that what he's doing is nothing compared to the bracha of the Ebishter that actually makes it all happen. So the second time period is being in Eretz Yisrael, where you do have to engage somewhat in the physical world, but yet it's clear that our sustenance and our life is controlled by the Ebishter. Then you have in Zmana Golos, Ober. However, when it comes to the time of Golos, we can't see the signs. The godliness is not revealed to us. So that Eid could think that he is beholden or he is controlled by the rules of nature as the rest of the world is. And it's a difficult effort has to be made to break through this concealment, this darkness, to illuminate the darkness of the world and the darkness of Golos. So that's the third time period. So the first time period is is the time of the Midbar. When the Yidin were in the Midbar, which is similar to the Gili of Matateda, where the Yidin are totally removed from the world and, 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 and they, are, they are controlled and, and, and they live totally in a miraculous way. Then you have the second time period, which is the time in Eretz Yisrael, which is similar to the effect of Matan Teira, that there is a physical world, but the physical world recognizes godliness. 
And then you have the third time period, Managolus, which is when which is when there is, there is the opportunity to fulfill the goal of Matan Teda. Chibur Elyon V'tachten is Managolus is the darkest and lowest of all times, and therefore it can be elevated through uh, 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 making this world a Dina B'tachten. And to, in Siv Ches, the Rebbe is going to continue to say that this idea of Mamleches Koyanim is something that is eternal. The fact that a yid is a melech, the fact that a yid is royalty, that is something that is present at all times, in, all, in every generation. And based on that, we're going to come to the understanding of the unique, uh, um, the unique attribute or the unique uh, contribution of Mesha, Dov, and the Balshemtiv, that they that, that they are each contributing to these different kufais, as we'll see in the sikh. The fact that this revelation of Matan Teda was only temporary. We said in the first element of Matan Teda, the Etzim Ha'iz Galos in the previous Seif, we said was temporary, it was only in that moment. Maybe temporary is not a good word, but it was only in that moment. It only refers to the impact of Teda, of this revelation on the world. However, when you talk about Yidin, However, when you talk about a Yid, the revelation of Matan Torah imprinted upon Yidin this attitude and this attribute of royalty for uh, forever. As in every in whatever situation he might find himself, in truth. In the depth of his soul, he is totally removed and above everything around him. And is not beholden to the rules of nature. And now, this idea is And now that we understand that Malchus Royalty is eternal. Now we can understand the difference between what Moshe Rabbeinu with David the Melech and what the Baal Shem Tiv each give respectively to Ayid. Moshe Rabbeinu was Turchem. It's given the sinus at Tera, because at Tera nekras al Shmoy. Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who delivered the Tera, so much so that the Tera is sometimes called Tera as Moshe. At Ufkiton in Zayin Dor, accomplished in his generation, was of Mekabel when the Tera neshamas begufim that received the Tera while they were in physical bodies. Canal as Bazeiz or Zayin did inyu from Lachas Kerenim in Pashtun Gashmis dekenzin that in that generation they lived as, or they were, they had received the idea of royalty in the most simple, practical sense. They received all of their needs from above without effort. Everyone received wealth and abundance. And their lifestyle was one that was miraculous. We referenced this harder before, the fact that Diamonds came down with the 
with the mon, the fact that uh, that they they, they they collected Biza Sayam, the loot of the Yamsuf, and Bakhlaw, the fact that they uh, had mon from heaven, they had water from the Beit Shalmiriam, they had uh, their clothes were cleaned and pressed by the Ananiya covered by the clouds of glory. So they lived a totally uh, uh, um, ascetic life, totally removed from the physical world. Then they entered into Eretz Yisrael, which is a land that had to be settled. The mon, the bread from heaven, this heavenly spiritual bread stopped. As the, as the Pasuk actually says, when you come to the land, for six years you're going to have to plant the field, sow the field, etc., etc. All of a sudden they were working the land. They had to engage with actually doing work. Even though the Eibishter's supervision, the Eibishter's providence is in a very revealed way, which shows that in truth the Panos is coming from the Eibishter himself, that the Eibishter is providing Kinal, as mentioned earlier in the Sikha, is a Berdos Gufa. However, the very fact that we engage with the physical world in, to make this keli for the bracha of Hashem, can I more geben on our to make it as I just ask that this is welcome. In Shafin's and Sheva Panosa, it might make the person think that his involvement in making the kli has a relevance in providing and in, 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 in creating his parnosa. And then it could distract him with potato mitzvahs. In other words, even though we know that the Abish is ultimately the one who's providing, but we're being told, make a keli. When we're making this keli, we have to engage in the physical world. And all of a sudden, we could think that, if I, that a person might think, if I do less, that I might have less bracha from the Abishter. And in that case, I have to do more, even at the expense of Tero Mitzvahs. So even though in Eretz Yisrael, there is a clear recognition that the Abishter is the provider, nevertheless, a person could still get distracted from, from uh, Tero Mitzvahs. And this is the roof of David HaMelech. This is David HaMelech's contribution. David gives, gives the power. As even in a settled land, you should be able to bring to the fore the fact that he belongs to the family of royalty. He should come to the recognition that his sustenance comes entirely from above. Therefore, it's an abundance. The Abishter is not limited to small amounts. And in truth, and in, in its essence, it is a miraculous thing that is totally not bound to the rules of nature. So then is, why is he doing anything? Because that's what the Abishter wants. The Abishter wants a person to do something for it. So therefore a person does. But David HaMelech gives the person the kayach to realize that he's a king. And the fact that he's doing something is because the Abishter wants, but the impact of what he does. And in other, in other words, the parnasa that he gets is ultimately from the Abishter and ultimately in a miraculous way and ultimately not connected to anything that he invests. So therefore, when it comes to a matter of Tero Mitzvah, he has no distractions. He has to like a king, because he knows that all these other distractions are meaningless. What he needs is, is, is Parnasa, and that comes from the Ebishter, and the Ebishter will provide for him. So therefore, he has no problem.
And he could meaning to say he has no problem and he could do Teru mitzvahs like a king. We're still in the middle here. But 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 just to make sure that we're following the flow, we started saying that that there has to be a, a, a specific contribution of David of Moshe of David and the Balshemtiv. So he explained that in Matan there were three elements. These three elements are expressed in three time periods. And we're now explaining that Moshe, David, and Balshemtiv are each affecting one of those times period of one of those one of those time periods. Moshe, Moshe affected the Deira Midbar that they should be totally removed from this world and be able to be like kings to serve Hashem and learn Torah without any distraction from the world. Then the Yidden went to Teres Yisrael, and there's and there's a there, there's a concern that a person will think that his involvement in the physical world matters. And therefore, it can pull him away from Teiro Mitzvah. Comes David Amelach and gives the person the feeling of Mamleches Kayanim that he should know that his Parnas is from the Abishter, and therefore it shouldn't distract him at all from Teiro Mitzvah. And Siftes, we're going to talk about Zman Golos. But when when Golos the darkness of Golos began, we flattened the sight when the Cheshar Golos was given on Tifer and Finster, especially in the time. When Golos became darker and deeper, and because of the pressure of the times, we are invested, not just in doing a job, not in in the stresses of providing a livelihood. In other words, not only are we doing, are we working, but we're, but we're, we're, we're so immersed in it that it's causing anxiety and stress. What was required was a new and higher uh, 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 injection of strength to to awaken within a yid the revelation of royalty. A yid can mean because a yid could think as an azat site. When there's so many distractions and and uh, struggles to fulfill teiru mitzvahs, is die the heiser it's more than enough to do Teiru Mitzvahs as he does regularly. Even that is a, is a, is a great struggle. And great effort has to be invested to overcome the hardships. Certainly, if he invests extra effort to do a Hidr Mitzvah, to do a Mitzvah more beautifully, to add in learning Torah beyond what he's obligated. So he's doing amazing. But how can you expect of us in this time to involve, to, in, to in, in, involve ourselves with Torah mitzvahs like, like a king? As if the whole distraction of the world doesn't exist. This is what, in Vanagolas, this is what happens. A person could think to themselves, I'm doing Torah mitzvahs. I'm, I'm learning a little extra. A Hidr mitzvah, that's all you can ask of me. To ask of me that I should ignore everything that's going on and serve Hashem like a king, that's too much. Zavti Balshemtiv. And therefore came the Balshemtiv and teaches. And the Rebbe brings in order 42 that we know that the Balshemtiv, the time of the Balshemtiv was a time of his alphas. Yidin were in a faint. There were two major events in Jewish history that happened right before the Baal Shem Tev. Number one, there was the story of Shabtai Tzvi, which caused a spiritual downfall for Yidin. There was also the pogroms by the Cossacks, led by, who cares who it was led by, but it was in the years of Tach Vetat, 1648, 1649, which caused a literal downfall. It killed and, 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 and tortured uh, thousands and thousands of Yidin. 
And, the, and the, so Klal Yisrael was in a state of his alphus, of a faint. And the Baal Shem Tev came to awaken the Yidden from the faint, and therefore he was named Yisrael. As we know that when someone is in a faint, you call them by their name, and it can wake them up. So the Baal Shem Tev comes in this, in this time, where this Tzeikaitim and this Tzeikaitim, and people are, 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 are saying, we can't be kings. As Eich in the Tifnish was Vana Golos. The Baal Shem Tev says, no. Even in the depths of the darkness of Golos. A yid could lift himself up above the environment that he's in. And feel that he is a member of the royal family. Who Hashem, with total Ashrach Pratis, feared Nisi leads him in a miraculous way in every single day. And in every aspect of his day. That's the Vashemtiv. Vashemtiv, who is a Melech and a Nasi, he gives the Yidden that are Bismana Golos the ability to realize and to feel that they too can serve Hashem as kings. And then the Rebbe adds something very beautiful over here and says that the Uftu of the Baal Shem Tev is greater than the other two. When the are raised to bring in the Memlechas Kerenim by Yidin in Zmanagolos to be able to draw out that a Yid, even in Zmanagolos, should feel like a king, is even more unique and a greater quality in the idea of Malchus, of king, of royalty, in comparison to the previous two situations described. The fact that a Yid could lift himself up above the world and above nature when he's in a desert, isolated from the world, or even if he's in the world, but a place where there's, where there's godliness is revealed, like Eretz Yisrael, so the fact that he can be as a king, this doesn't truly express the, 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 uh, uh, the extent of the unlimited extent of the power of kingship. Because he never was beholden truly to the limitations of this world. Because he was either in the midbar removed from the world, or he was in Eretz Yisrael where there was a true, uh, uh, where there was a gilu of Alakus, a revelation of Alakus. But when a yid conducts himself with this type of royal conduct in he shows that he can truly lift himself up and go above beyond everything. Not to go step by step. To go totally beyond limitations. From the depth of the darkness of Golos to the highest a plateau of being a member of the royal kings. So Ad Khan is the second chilek of the Sicha, where the Rebbe explains the Uftu of Moshe, David, and the Baal Shem Tev individually, that each of them contributed and gave over Inyan Amalchus to their, to their time period. Moshe to the Deir Midbar and David Amalek to the Zman of Yidden and Eretz Yisrael, and the Baal Shem Tev to Zman Agolos. In Sif Yud, and on to the, the, the end of the Sicha, the Rebbe is going to explain that Be'etzim Geret, you can't limit Moshe, Dov, and the Baal Shem Tev to their specific times. They are all eternal beings, and therefore in every single generation, there is an impact of Moshe, of David and the Baal Shem Tev. And as the Rebbe is going to explain, that these three, these three time periods actually exist within every single generation, and within every single Yid, and Moshe, Dov, and the Baal Shem Tev are there for every single Yid, in 
in, in all these different types of Avaida. Let's take it one at a time. It's impossible to say as the roof of Meishu David and the Balshemtiv is given Narfar the Eden from Yederin's door that the impact of Meishu David and the Balshemtiv was only on their specific door or their Narfar did Kufis Klolis and Velchazes and Given or for their time periods Meishu for the Dera Midbar David Eden in Eretz Yisrael and the Balshemtiv Eden was Managolus and to say that they were each limited to their either their generation or their time period while the Peula from Meishu David and the Balshemtiv is an Itzchis the impact of Mesha of David and the Balshemtiv are eternal for all Eden and all days for every Yid and every generation. Every Yid, even today, calls Mesha our Rebbe. So obviously, Mesha is still impacting us today. Till today, we say that he's alive and he exists, meaning to say that the impact of David the Malach is still here with us. And since the coming of Mashiach is dependent on the dissemination of the Baal Shem Tev's wellsprings uh, into the outside world, obviously it's connected to every dirt because every dirt is waiting for Mashiach and we need the Mayonis of the Baal Shem Tev. So clearly you can't limit them to their specific dirt, their specific era, uh, time period. Nor so rather, this is we're gonna we're gonna repackage it, just like their accomplishments. Generally speaking, are emphasized in those three periods. So too, we can divide them in within each generation to three different types of Yidin, and then within every single Yid, in three different categories of Aveda. So we have three elements of Matan We have three Tkufais. We have three impacts of Mesha of Davin the Balshamtiv. And now we're saying that we have three types of Yidin in every Deir, and we have three types of Aveda in every Yid, and we have three types of impacts, Mesha Davin the Balshamtiv in each in, in the three different types of Yidin, or in the three different types of Aveda within every Yid. And the Rebbe is going to explain. Aveda Hashem tells the Kuchlolos and Dreisukim, the Surah Hashem is divided, generally speaking, into three categories. Teira, Aveda, which is Tfilah Davening, Um Gemach, which is Maisa Mitzvah, the doing, the, the fulfillment of Mitzvahs, Kailu Ditzivuyim from Bechol Derech Echadeyum, Bechol Komasecha Yilun Shem Shemayim, including the commandments to, to impact the physical world, the material world, to make it a holy, a holy place for Hashem. These three categories are parallel to the three time periods that were mentioned before, but Midbar, Eretz Yisrael, Managolos, being in the Midbar, being in Eretz Yisrael, and being in Golos. One at a time. Tere is the revelation of the Abishar's wisdom. The way we learn Tere is by bringing down Tere from above to below. To reveal the will and wisdom of Hashem to this world. lifts us up above the world. similar to the Yidden in the Midbar, who were removed from the world. we become a king. Like are called kings. Plus which a king could rule over nature. Uh, uh, which the, and the Chachamim could rule over nature. 
In order 51, he references as we know that many of the Tanoim and Amiroim were able to accomplish, uh, uh, perform uh, miracles and wonders through the Kayach of their Tera. And also we find the teachings of Chazal and the Pasuk Lokel Goymer Aloy, which we've actually had this recently in a Sikha, I don't remember which one it was, but it's a, it's a Yerushalmi which says that if a, uh, if a girl under the age of three lost her besulim, and then the Chachamim or Ma'aber the Chaydish, the Chaydish other, they extended it into a second Chaydish other, and now the girl is not three years old anymore. So Besula so, Chayzin, she becomes a Besula again, even though physically she's been on this world for three years. And Chazal tells us that after three years, the Besulim don't come back. Nevertheless, if Teda decides, if the Chachamim decide that there's an ex, there's a second other, and all of a sudden it's, it's not her birthday yet, then Besula Chayzin, in the physical world, it is affected by a decision of Bezdin in Teda. So that's the first, that's the first Aveda. The Aveda of Teira is, is something that lifts the person above the world and in a sense in control of the world, similar to the Yidna der Amidbar. Tefillah is requesting your needs from the Mespalo of the, of the person who's davening. He feels that the Ebishter is providing him for his needs. Like we said with regards to Israel, that in Israel you're able to, to feel and to recognize that the Abishter is one who is providing what you need. But he's still talking about his own needs. Erbet is on this Malavar and Basim felt. He's asking Hashem to fill his void. But nevertheless, on the, on the flip side, he's still not actually involved with the physical world. He's asking for his physical needs. But it's not like he already started working with it. So similar to when the Yidden were in Israel, they were able to, do, to rest peacefully, as the Pasik said, under the, under, the, under the vine, under the fig tree, and not uh, amongst the nations of the world. His involvement with the physical world is the fact that he's praying for it, that he's davening to the Abishter for it, but he's not yet involved in it. So tefillah is like the Yidden in Eretz Yisrael, where there is some engagement with the physical world, but it's not a, 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 not a total immersion. Then you have Maisa mitzvahs, vazverin getom edvarim gashmim, the mitzvahs which are being done with, with material objects. Certainly, the Aveda to elevate and to refine the... Uh, uh, the, the permissible matters of the world. In other words, there's my samitza, so you take a, 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 a klav gashmi and you make it a daras dusha. You take the, the parchment and you make it holy. Um, but And then there's you go to go to work. It's not something that you're making holy, but you're utilizing it for, for holy purposes and you're even uh, refining the, the, the permissible parts, not the obligatory parts of the world. Is to refine and to transform the darkness of the world, as in them that it should be illuminated with the light of holiness. Similar to the Managolos, when Yidden are amongst the amongst the other nations and therefore impacted by them, and and their Aveda is to illuminate the, the world. So the three Tkufais that we spoke about earlier are consistent with. 
or parallel to the Aveda of learning Torah, the Aveda of doing mitzvah, the Aveda of davening, and the Aveda of doing mitzvahs. And now we can understand how Moshe Davin the Moshemtiv are giving over, are transmitting the idea of royalty to every yid and every dirt. That every yid in, in, in these avoidas is, is it, it can be done in a royal way because of what Moshe Davin the Moshemtiv are giving. Moshe, in Yudas So what Moshe does is he accomplishes and reveals the very idea of Amlachas Kehanim by a Yid. The Suk from Mordei Torah, which would mostly, most, mostly be expressed by those who are Torah scholars. But I Ruskiton from Velt, which are removed from the world. Tedasim Nosam, Avelmin Mizot, Man Malki Rabbanon, those who their, their trade, their occupation is Torah. And Panum says, who are the kings, the Rabbanon? So we see the concept of kingship because they are totally immersed in Torah. And similar to that, he can accomplish this by every yid in those time, times that he is dedicated, that he is set aside to learning Torah. And he has the ability and during those times that he's engrossed in learning to remove himself in to totally remove himself from worldly matters and worldly concerns. And be so totally focused on the learning. Just like the person who his entire occupation is learning. So another person could learn for an hour a day, for a half hour a day, and in that half hour he shuts his phone, he, 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 he closes the door, and he's totally Totally involved in those few moments, as if terasim nasi, and that and, and and that ability comes from Meishet Abenu. That a person should, at certain times, learn Torah in a way that he is totally removed from the world. Then you have David. David represents Tefillah, which is why David is the one who authored the book of Tehillim. Because David was a melech. David accomplishes as Eich Dia Vedas Ozain and Amachas Tikinafin, but also this Aveda of Bakashas Trachav, of Davening, of having to ask Hashem for one's needs is also done in a royal way. Chotcher Betzayna Trachav, even though he's asked to ask for it, he has to ask Hashem for his needs. Verin Di Bakashas Esmali, but nevertheless, we see that through David, through the Koyach Amachas, these requests are fulfilled and meet the batvila that a charagu was in the kabakashim is at a matter can is i'm a nice we could him as the bakashim with this model veteran not like regularly to a regular davening which because the request is coming from below it's possible for there to be uh delays or for the answer to be withheld or the rock of honor as well get do your insight as on this model veteran need to be slain most of the cases or might take some time or it won't be fulfilled exactly as it was asked nor rather take it from a yad. On Kainag Bolosumanius Patakas Ashlemus. Immediately, without any limitations and without any dist distractions, and in a complete way, as the will of a king is fulfilled. As it could be accomplished through Torah as well. had to bring down rain. He said Immediately, the rain fell down in a way of blessing, in a way that it wasn't too much rain, it wasn't too little rain, it was in the way of a blessing. 
So similarly, through davening, uh, same thing can happen, that the person's bakasha is fulfilled like a melech. When their fire is doing Sefer Tehillim Tefillah's David Beidik Tzavis, and therefore the Rebbe adds here in the, in the brackets that you see in Tehillim two extremes. On the one hand, it's the Indian from Tehillim with Tishbachet HaZevit Tefillah. It's the idea of Tehillim is, is, is praise and songs to Hashem like Tefillah. It's also one of the 24 books of the written Torah. And therefore, it can have a similar impact to the impact of Torah. When it says, Till him, and he davens to the Ebishter, through the Kayach of David Amelech, the Tefillah is fulfilled like a Melech, that it's fulfilled right away and in an unlimited manner. And then you have the Baal Shem Tev. revealed the oneness of Hashem in the world. That the true existence of every yid, of every creation rather, is the word of Hashem that in every single moment sustains it and gives it life. But that in itself was revealed in a manner of Tera, through Megalas and Apirishaf and Pasik. The Baal Shem taught this on the Pasik, Lo'elom Hashem, Dvar Chanitza Vashemayim, that your word, Hashem, is always standing in the heaven. And Baal Shem taught that in every single moment, the Abish is constantly and consistently giving life to the world. So the Baal Shem through Tera, because we always go back to Tera, A, we're talking about Shavuos, B, more importantly, the impact of Tera is Memlechas Kayanim. So through the power of Tera, the Baal Shem taught that every single Yid, every single creation is really an embodiment of the Ebishter. And through this, every Yid has the Kayach. Even when he engages with the physical world. Until sometimes he has to even deal with the coarseness, the grabkeit of the world. And even in a time when we can't see the signs of holiness. And therefore the refinement and the working with the world is, is connected with a, with a battle, with a struggle. Nevertheless, the Yid, with the Kayach of the teaching of the Baal Shem Tev, is able to lead this war as a king, as a royal. And how does he do that? As he goes out to war, he knows right away that he belongs to the king, to the, to the, to the royal family. And therefore he is he is above his enemies. He's not an equal that has to fight and win. He, 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 he at the outset, is already above his enemies. And therefore, as the Pasuk continues, Hashem gives the enemy in your hands. The victory comes from above. And therefore, as the, and therefore, as the Pasuk continues, he's able to take the captives of the world. We, we take the, this godly spark that was captured in the Dvarim Gashmir from Zangolos, in the Dvarim Gashmir, in the physical material world, we take it out from Zangolos from its exile. Until we're able to transform the darkness into light and the bitterness into sweetness. And this is the Uftu of the Balshamtiv. So, in addition to the fact that there were three separate Tkufas in, in Am Yisrael, in Jewish history, in every single Yid, there is the Aveda of Teira 
And, and, and for that, Moshe Rabbeinu is there, that he should be able to learn Torah in a way that it's totally not distracted from the world, is removed from the world, which that's what Moshe Rabbeinu accomplishes. Then when the Yid engages in Tefillah, David Melech accomplishes that it should be, that his Tefillah should be answered in a way of, of, of a Melech, which is done right away and in an unlimited way. And when he has to engage in the physical world, the Baal gives him the ability to do it as a melech, that he's able to ride above the world, even though he's engaged with the world, and the world is it's, it's in a mode of darkness. Nevertheless, he's able to rise above it and to change the world and, and to transform the darkness into light. And this is with the Keach of the Baal